Ladies and gentlemen, fourth and trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we have got a show for you guys today. We are through week two of the NFL season. We made it through some crazy games, some long games, some injuries we got to talk about. It was a wild week we had. There are also some good things, some big names to break out, some uh, some upsets, some performances to talk about here. It was a fun week all around, definitely very, very interesting and things to talk about today. Mm. First things first, Wes, how you doing? I'm good. It's halftime between the Browns and Steelers game, so <laughs> we're really just taking a quick break to record. Uh, literally, no matter what time... And what day you watch this video, the Browns Steelers game is still going on. It's that still took halftime. Yeah. Forever. Oh my that gosh. That was unbelievable. I've never seen a longer game in my life that didn't include video overtime. Reviews. That was insane. Holy cow. Anyway, uh, I think like most how I'm doing, like most people, kind of confusing uh, weekend for fantasy. Uh, I won every single one of my leagues in week one, and I lost, like, all but one or two this time around. Some disappointing players from some of the big time that we'll get into in just a few minutes here. But I'm doing well overall. How are you, Noah? Yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, I, uh, man, Monday night was tough for many reasons. Long game. Yeah. Pretty boring for most of all of both of them, pretty much. Saints, Panthers, and Browns, Steelers. <sighs> but if you're if you're new to the show, I'll fill you in. I, I was banging the drum pretty hard on Nick Chubb this season. I yeah. uh, I had him my my preseason RB two coming into the year. <sighs> and uh, man, it is tough. Firstly, just as a football fan, to see a player like Nick Chubb go out like that the way he did. Tough as a, uh, you know, just a, just a fan of the person, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is, uh, I think, I mean, if, if you haven't paid much attention, he's, he's one of the more humble guys in the NFL. He's a great dude. Great dude. Uh, the play that sticks out to me, it was, I, I can't remember who the opponent was, but it was like a minute to go in the game, and he would, broke off a long run like 70 yard run sprinting down the sideline they were up like 10 to 7 could have gone in for the touchdown instead went out of bounds at the one so they could kneel the ball out it's like dude what a guy he is man tough to see nick chubb go out like that and uh listen not to make everything about fantasy football obviously we want to give the space to allow for you know this is a tough injury for nick chubb to overcome but again we are a fantasy football podcast and i am a fantasy football Lover, analyst, expert, if you want to call it that, whatever. It's tough to see your your first or second round pick go out in week two. It's 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 yeah. tough. It's it's a tough time. I I I have my Nick Chubb owner in three of my five <sighs> weeks this year, and it's tough. So I'm going to be hitting the waiver Yikes. wires. Uh, but listen, I'm doing all right, all things considered. I uh, I still took home. Two wins in those leagues where I lost Good. to Chubb. So we'll see. And how, you went golfing. We'll see Don't how things play that. out. And I went golfing. So the, listen, everything's everything's <laughs> fantastic. Good. When golf's part right. of the weekend, it's always a good weekend. Listen, I'm doing all right. We'll, we'll we'll get into it in the show here. We'll have a good time. 
like we said, we got some players to talk about. Week two recap. Hyped up and let down. Fluke or for real. Waiver wire. A little bit of Thursday night football preview. Before we jump into all of that, make sure you're following us on all our social media. Make sure you are subscribing, ringing that bell. We're up to around, I mean, last week we, not even last week, I think it was on, I think it was on Friday's episode, we said, thank you guys so much. We just crossed the 100 subscriber mark. We're up to about 110 now, which is so cool to see that over the weekend. Thank you guys so much. It's really awesome. Shout out to, I was, real quick, when I was walking my dog just before recording the show, my neighbor was outside and they were like, hey, were you watching football yesterday? And I was like, yeah, did you hear me screaming? I'm really sorry. Um, that's going to happen for like the next three months. And they were like, no, it's all good. We're football fans too. And then I like, was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then came back up after walking my dog and they were like, do you play fantasy football? And I was like, yeah, I do actually. And I uh, pl- <laughs> plugged the show a little bit and I'm pretty sure they hit us with a subscribe on YouTube. So, hey, to my neighbors, if you're seeing this, shout out to you guys. It's really cool of you. It was pretty dope. Look at you, uh, Spider-Man. Listen, follow us on social, subscribe, hero. ring the bell. Drop us a comment. Let us know if you won week two. And now let's jump into the news because there are things to talk about, Wes. Well, as we've already discussed, because it is the most important headline going into today on this Tuesday, this lovely September 19th. Not as lovely as it would have been if we had Nick Chubb, but he is going to be out for this season. It's already been confirmed. Kevin Stavansky walked up to the podium right after the game was like, yeah, he's out. He confirmed it's multiple torn ligaments. If anyone uh, wants to watch the injury online, we recommend you don't. I actually have not watched it. I hear it is very gruesome. So for those that are Good curious, do not give in to the curiosity. Um yeah, and for those that did watch the game last night live, that uh, you may have noticed that ESPN actually deferred to not show the replay because it was too graphic for television. Yeah. But that's the kind of drastic injury it is. It's already just speculation if he's even going to play football again. But that's a year down the line. So yeah. Nick Chubb's out for the season. We're going to get into his backup running back in a little bit here, so stick around for what that looks like in Cleveland. Another running back went down, fighting really hard in this amazing comeback. The New York Giants superstar running back Saquon Barkley was helped off the field with a sprained ankle. It seemed like it was going to be very bad. It's still not good, but it's not as bad as it could have been. He's expected to miss about three weeks. That includes Thursday night, as we're going to get into Thursday night must-starts, risky starts, and don't starts. And that backup running back as well, we're going to talk about Matt Breida, too. So Thursday night, Giants play. Another running back was already ruled out going into the weekend. Austin Eckler was ruled out Friday. He didn't even travel with the team to Nashville in that unfortunate loss against the Titans, which means that the ankle injury may be a little bit more than just a absence from over this last weekend. We're all kind of disappointed with how Joshua Kelly did, but maybe hold on to him. We're going to talk about how he did as well. We'll see what it looks like with Joshua Kelly and Eckler with this injury as well. Another bad injury from the previous week, week one, Deontay Johnson over the, uh, I believe it was Tuesday, right? Monday, Deontay Johnson was officially placed on IR. He's going to miss at least four games going forward. We saw how George Pickens did last night. That's something to keep in mind as well. This one's super interesting. Before the game, the Rams deactivated Cam Akers 
And Sean McVay said it was a coaching decision and it was, quote, best for the team. What we know is that Kyron Williams is now officially the starting running back for the Los Angeles Rams. And they are in trade talks to get rid of Cam Akers. There was something weird like this last year, but Cam, but Kyron Williams was hurt and didn't even play. Now he's the starter. Cam Akers may or may not end up in a different location. He may get cut. We will pay very close attention to what happens with that because that is wild news. So Jalen Waddell, Sunday night against the Patriots in Foxborough, took a big hit. He was taken out with a concussion evaluation. He is still under protocol. They have obviously plenty of days left before their next game on Sunday, but something to pay attention to during the week because he's a very talented player, very important to that Dolphins offense. Garrett Wilson also went to the locker room at the end of the game on Sunday against the Cowboys. Reportedly, Robert Sala said that it was the wind knocked out of him and they just kind of kept him out because it was a blowout loss. But he's still questionable at the moment. So just keep a tab on that to see if there's anything else that lingers from this big hit against the Cowboys. Anthony Richardson went out as well in the second quarter with a concussion protocol. He was ruled out additionally. Um, he's still in protocol. Gardner Minshew, of course, would be the starter if Richardson does not clear the protocol in time. Odell Beckham Jr. was ruled out with an ankle injury on Sunday. It doesn't appear to be too serious enough, but huh, huh, given his history, we'll see how many we'll game how or games <laughs> that is. Yeah. So we don't ever uh, celebrate injuries, but we do want to point out something here. Never celebrate injuries, but we've been on the Jameer Gibbs bandwagon trying to hold out hope here. We're going to see an increase in Jameer Gibbs's role in Detroit because David Montgomery was carted off the field with a thigh injury and is already being determined he's going to miss a couple of weeks, which means that Jameer Gibbs, of course, is going to be in line for a large workload there in Detroit. Yes? Yes, yes? I Just just real quick, just, just, just uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. We had some trolls on social media. Not trollers, trolls. Right, the bad kind. A, a video that was like, hey, listen. Week one from Jameer Gibbs, you didn't get what you wanted, but he was running at like a .88 fantasy points per touch uh, clip there in week one. And we had some people being like, oh, that's not sustainable. If you think if you think that's sustainable, you should just change your name to Troll Fantasy. Yeah, and week nice. two, he was, at po- he was at .9 fantasy points per touch. So we'll see how things play out. <laughs> it just here. keeps but, going uh, up. <laughs> a little bit sustainable there, if you ask me. Yeah, man, just, just a thought there. Just a thought. Anyway, back, back to the news. Back to the news. Back to the news. Just a quick little shout-out to the trolls, not the trollers. Okay, last two pieces of news. Brandon Ayuk suffered a bit of a shoulder stinger, is what I'll call it. Shoulder uh, injury that limited his snap count. Kyle Shanahan said that he's still continued to play, but he limited the snap count for Ayuk. Bit of a disappointing game for him, but that's part of the reason why he's going to be limited in practice this week. And we're going to obviously monitor his status as he had a monster week one. And we'll see how much that affects his playing time for week three if he's had any kind of snap count. And last bit of news, Jamal Williams left last night's game with a thigh injury. Um, I don't recall if he ever returned, but this is the last week we're heading into without Alvin Kamara. So we'll pay attention to see if Jamal Williams will play. Tony Jones ended up with two random touchdowns for them. So we'll see how the last week without Kamara plays out. That's it for the news. Let's go over this wild Wild, wild, wild week two, Noah. 
Let's do it. Let's get a little bit hyped up and let down before we jump into some more analysis on some performances here. Hyped up and let down, just as it sounds, if you're new to the show here. Some players that just absolutely balled out. We want to give our flowers to. Some players that let us down that we just want to, you know, sit here and some sorrow with you know as uh-huh. as everyone who plays fantasy we grieve with does. you we don't have yeah. all these players listen this is what this part is for cue it's the rain drops and the and the uh, like the the intro to up music or whatever it is there you go listen <laughs> hyped up dun, 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 dun. yeah there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. copyright yeah, <laughs> copyright strike exactly uh listen hyped up and I'm hyped up because I was loving this dude. Ended up changing my draft strategy a bit because I was thinking about taking somebody in the third round. And then I realized, you know what? This dude's going to get to me in the fourth round of my leagues. It's Keenan Allen, man. Keenan Allen, 31.1 fantasy points this week. Eight catches, 10 targets, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. He is picking up where he left off. With Justin mm-hmm. Herbert at the end of the year last year. And I am hyped up on Keenan Allen. He seems to be that dude, even though he's been in the league for a long time. And a dude who also seems to be that dude who has not been in the league for a long time. Perhaps really only two games he's been in the NFL. Puka Nakua. Man, listen, I know I was saying last week, Puka's a top wave rad. He's a top wave rad. So is everybody. I wasn't making some astonishing discovery here or anything like that he was the top ad in fantasy football last last week on the waiver wire we were checking to see what it was going to be like we were like you know what let's see if he repeats it let's see if it was a fluke doesn't feel like a fluke feels like it's for real it's for real 20 targets you guys 20 targets in his second ever nfl game 15 catches, 147 yards. He had 30.1 fantasy points. We hope you put him in your lineup. I know I did, and I'm pretty hyped about it. Josh I, I Allen. checked something real quick on Pukunuku with those 20 targets. The record for most 21? targets. The record for most targets is 28. Can can you believe he was that close to having the most targets in a oh single my game? Goodness. In the second ever NFL game, guys, it's it's. What's going on here? This dude, I said it I said it last week, I think. If I haven't said it last week, I'll say it now. It's legit. It's legit because you know what? Yeah. When someone earns the trust of Matthew Stafford, he throws him the football. We've seen it happen. But listen, we'll get we'll cross this bridge when we get there when Cooper Cup comes back. But even when Cup is back, I'm keeping him in my lineup. We'll talk about it. Sounds like there's an affair sure. with Puka Nakua. Uh-oh, I wonder who's going to be like having breakfast Kukuna. together. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Josh Allen, bounce back game for all the Josh Allen owners. I know you might have been worried. There it is. Four turnovers in week one, zero turnovers in week two. Mwah. Still averaging more turnovers per game than Tua Tungvaluwa. It's all good, though. We'll move on from that. Anyway, <laughs> Stop it. Uh, listen. Stop it. <laughs> Being biased Dolphins. I mean, this podcast just turns into a Dolphins podcast. Golly. Somehow, every single time. Listen, Josh Allen, 29.66 fantasy points. Absolutely had himself a day. Mike Evans, 29.1 fantasy points. And I'm willing to say it. I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong. And the hurt from last year may have been playing into things too much. 
Baker Mayfield seems to be leading this offense pretty well, man. The Bucks are 2-0. and oh. Mike Evans yeah. is a certified stud in fantasy football right now. He had 29.1 fantasy points. <sighs> Let's see what happens whenever they're playing not the uh, not the Buccaneers. But, you know, we'll, 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 or, sorry, not the Bears. They're, uh, they are the Buccaneers. They never play each other. They are the Bucs, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Looks Another like guy himself. who's running away. Yeah. Another guy who's running away with this job. Brian Robinson Jr. My goodness. 28.9 fantasy points. 18 carries. 87 yards. Two touchdowns. Two catches on three targets for 42 yards. He is getting it done everywhere. Antonio Gibson believers, I'm sorry. We took the wrong running back in the draft. We took the wrong running back. They were right next to each other. We should have taken the other one. I don't know. We made a mistake there. <laughs> T. Higgins gets back on track here. 28.9 fantasy points, 8 catches, 12 targets. He had two touchdowns in the game. Good to see that. Not so great to see some performances from other, from some other Cincinnati Bengals, but we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Last thing we're going to talk about here, a fellow teammate of Puka Nakua. Kyron Williams, 28 fantasy points. We talked about him in the news segment. He has earned this starting job. K-Makers is nowhere to be seen. Kyron Williams, 28 fantasy points. 14 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Six catches on 10 targets. He plays running back, by the way. 10 targets, 48 yards, and a touchdown there. 28 fantasy points. And this was against the San Francisco 49ers. Do matchups get harder than that? I don't know. Will he get 28 points every single week? Probably not. But the dude has four touchdowns on the year, and it's week two. It's four touchdowns. We just got their week two. It's the this Rams? dude. My goodness, <laughs> the Rams are confident. Dude, I, uh, listen, I, I think you and I were both. We didn't have him anywhere near top 10, and he's only thrown, I believe he's only thrown one touchdown so far. But you and I were both higher than consensus on Matthew Stafford. I mean, we just kind of, yeah. we, we went, we went, the dude's a year removed from a Super Bowl win. Like, what are we talking about here? Man. Yeah. The he Rams was hurt are last something. Year. Cooper Cup was hurt the, last year. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> the Rams are something. The Rams are something. They're giving up a lot of points, but the offense is keeping up. So it was something to take a look at there. Kyron Williams is awesome. Hopefully you have him if you also had Nick Chubb. So he's a guy who can fill in for you. Listen, hyped up by those guys. Let's get let down, though, because we talked about T. Higgins. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, what is going on here? Joe Burrow, 19.3 fantasy points. Not terrible, but just let down. Not what you were hoping maybe the bounce-back game was. I mean, granted, that's like 16 more points than he scored last week, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. when you drafted Joe Burrow, you were kind of hoping you'd get this 25-point floor and you get a little more uh, a little more points here. So a little bit let down by Joe Burrow. A lot let down by Jamar Chase. Some of you probably took him as the 101 in your fantasy football drafts. <sighs> Wes, real quick, let's just talk about it for, for just 30 seconds here. Please. What are we thinking about with the Bengals? What are, okay. we, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Every. Everyone, everyone do like me. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's going to be just fine. They were 0-2 last year. They're going to fix it. They're going to turn it around. It's Joe Burrow, okay? This isn't, some, this isn't some quarterback and some wide receiver we have high hopes for. These are players that have high hopes 
that have already been met. They were in yeah. the aforementioned Super Bowl against Matthew Stafford two years ago. It's going to yeah. be fine. I did a little digging for those that want some kind of numerical, tangible evidence for how this is going to be okay. Joe Burrow did not make top 10 until week six in 2021, in the year they went to the Super Bowl. And he finished QB eight. Last year, he wasn't top 10 on the week until week three. And he was QB four last year. It's going to be fine. It's Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. We're not talking about... I don't know. It's not it's not Jalen Waddle. I love Jalen Waddle, but but I wouldn't take Jalen Waddle in the first round. We're gonna be fine. It's gonna yeah. be okay. Trade for Jamar Chase for those that are panicking. And if you have him, yeah. don't trade him. It's just R E L A X. Relax. There you go. Everybody relax. Everything's gonna be okay, we promise. Something we gotta talk about here though is uh a guy who was on the hyped up list last week, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. 5.2 fantasy points. Two catches on eight targets for 32 yards. Now, <sighs> go, go on. Go on. We've got just, some other just, Jaguars I, we're going to talk about, but go yeah, ahead. I just, well, yeah, I'll just say this as well. You know, Trevor Lawrence, 9.2 fantasy points. Like, it's just. Not not a great performance and not what we're really hoping for. And I, I, I don't want to get worried too quickly that that this Jaguars offense this year is going to be like the Chiefs last year. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have to guess every week on who is going to be able to get, be the one who balls out. But we did say coming into the year, there are a lot of pieces of the pie. There are a lot yeah. of pieces of this pie, and 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 it might be tough to figure out who is going to get the work every week. Now, the eight targets is something I'm still excited about because it's that's what that's what I hold on to. I don't think you need to yes. panic as a Calvin Ridley owner. That that's my thought is that eight targets, it, he's still going to be fine, and he's still going to bounce back. He's still, uh, I mean, I I think. There may have just been some keying in on the defense from from the Chiefs, so that's that's my thought. Calvin Ridley just a little let down this week. Ditto. It, it's 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 a little bit more of a guessing game than I think we anticipated. We realized it w- may have been because they have a lot of weapons, but <laughs> yeah, we may we we may see some more let down Jaguars players on this list than we hoped for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a guy on the team that they just went up against Travis Kelsey first game back. 12.6 fantasy points. Not great. Not the Kelsey performance you were hoping for, but nine targets. Same thing with Calvin Ridley here. The targets are there. He's still Mahomes' guy. Not much else to it. I, he really is going to be fine. Don't worry. It's just maybe it was first game. It, he first came back off injury as well. Like that's, I that's think a, he was something still, that we need to consider as well. I think he was still tied in seven. Like he still was top ten. Like yeah, he was, he was still, still he was still great. Like he was still awesome. You weren't disappointed. It was just state. like, oh, okay, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a little, maybe a little more points next time, Trav. But it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we saw a great game from Josh Allen. Interesting that Stefan Diggs was not on the massive receiving end of that. Seven catches on seven targets with just sixty-six yards. 
Raiders defense might have been playing a little bit better than we thought, but seven catches for 66 is fine. It was just a little bit of game script and kind of how things went. They kind of got up pretty quickly on the on the Raiders, and we saw James Cook have a great day. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, you know, it, it may have just not been Stephon Diggs' day. 13.6 is still serviceable. You hope for a little more out of your top wide receiver pick, but – it's fine, and we'll get we'll get better. We'll we'll be we'll have better days ahead. Last couple guys here: Tua Tonga Vailoa, fourteen point two six fantasy points, twenty one for thirty, two hundred forty nine yards and a touchdown. Did throw an interception, a couple yards on the ground. Wes, I said to you before this game, I think Bill Belichick is going to limit the big plays in this game. I think we're going to win this Absolutely. game differently. I think a lot of the an, uh, the analysts on uh, Sunday Night Football. We're also saying a similar thing. Bill Belichick is a smart dude. He's not smart enough to beat Tua Tungabailoa because Tua Tungabailoa is now five and zero against Bill Belichick in his career. But fourteen point two six, not what you hope from Tua after such a big game in Week One. But be able to bounce back. Obviously, didn't have the the four hundred and sixty six passing yards, the crazy big plays, stuff like that. Defensive scheme was working against the pass game. Raheem Mostert was a benefactor of that, so he took over that game. Last guy, Brandon Ayuk, 7.3 fantasy points. We talked about him a little bit. Going to need to monitor him to see if he's going to be able to play and suit up for Thursday night. But he was a little banged up, guys. He was banged up. He was in and out. He, yeah. he left the game. He got banged up pretty early, left the game, came back, got banged up again. It was just like, dude, didn't look good, didn't look like himself. Debo had himself a day. We'll talk about that, I believe, in just a little bit. But Debo mm. had a solid day in the absence of Brandon Ayuk. Little guy that was puzzling there was George Kittle, not too involved, but we will see what happens. That is hyped up and let down. Now let's jump into fluke or for real because we got a lot of people to talk about here. We're going to fly through this for you guys. First one, I already mentioned him, Brian Robinson, 28.9 fantasy points. For me, he is taking over this job. Wes, this feels for real. What do you think? Uh, you can't argue with 18 carries. You, yeah. I mean, you can't argue. 18 carries, two touchdowns. Uh, just a little bit in the receiving game, but it's going to be hard to ask for PPR volume from him when they've got such a great receiving core in Washington. But he, he nearly had 30 points, and that's really almost exclusively on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Robinson's the real deal. Yeah. No, he's he's legit. And that was against the Denver defense. That defense is good. That's a good defense. They are yeah. not somebody. They're not the Texans who you just run all over. That is a good defense, and he put on a show. For real, Brian Robinson, I buy in. Another guy that I think I'm buying in on is Zach Moss, man. Mm. And he is such a weird name to talk about here. But 20.7 fantasy points, 15 carries, only 18 yards. Is that true? Only 18 yards? That, that can't be. That Did can't I make be. a typo? There might be a typo. I'm not sure. Was it 118? I don't know. Let me, let me look say, it out. Let me look it up. I Real read 18 time. yards, and I was like, how many touchdowns did he score? I know, yeah, like um, 40 touchdowns. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how. 98. 98 yards. 98. Two Somehow of the, the one and the nine numbers. were. Yeah, just, just I don't know. out there. You That's should see our breakdown sometimes, Trollers. We yeah, got so many freaking numbers to look at here. All over the place. 98 yards Zach Moss. rushing for Zach Moss. 15 carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Also, four catches on four targets for 19 yards. Listen, Anthony Richardson wasn't in the game for very long. Anthony Richardson had two rushing touchdowns before he left the game. So maybe this is maybe the ceiling for Zach Moss. 
but no one else was really to be seen in this running back room. And if Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back, Zach Moss has this job locked up. So oh, Zach yeah. Moss seems legit. If you picked him up on your waiver wire, just had to spend a little bit of fab to get him, you're feeling pretty good. Zach Moss is going to be pretty solid. Christian Kirk, after a zero-point week one, <laughs> joins T. Higgins to be just the bounce-back week two guys, apparently, because Jeez. he put up a goose egg in week one and has nearly 22 points in week two. 11 catches on 14 targets for 110 yards it's going to be tough to predict this Jaguars offense. I think the Jaguars offense this year is going to kind of be like Tyler Lockett's career. And Mike, I'll add Mike <laughs> Williams to this too. If you got yeah. him, they're in your lineup and you're going you're gonna to ride the high or you're going to go down in flames with them. Like you're, it, it is going to be impossible to predict the games that these guys are going to go off. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is going to figure out who he's feeling good with that day and he's going to go to him. 14 targets is legit. Christian Kirk, if you, I hope you didn't drop him after week one. I hope you kept him on your, on your roster because I, I feel comfortable running him as a flex play every week after a 14-target game, I think. I think it's worth yeah. the risk just because I, I feel him. like – Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, no, I, I was just going to say they paid him a bucket load of money whenever he came to Jacksonville. We were all True. like, wow, this dude just reset the market on wide receivers. I wondered if last week was fluky. It didn't feel like it because it felt like Calvin Ridley was just going to be so dominant and just be so clearly the number one guy. I do believe he is clearly the number one guy, but Christian Kirk is going to have his. And so if you've got him, I think you've got to log him in. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that someone came up to me and asked, like, dude, I feel so bad. I could have won if I started Christian Kirk. Uh, would you have started Christian Kirk? And I was like, no, no, I wouldn't have started him after that week. He was like, oh, I feel so yeah. much better now. It's like, no, I would not start someone that got 1.3 points in their debut of this season. But yeah. just as you said, and what we've been saying so far in this episode, Jaguars offense is going to be a little more tricky to predict, but it does yeah. feel like Calvin Ridley is going to be the alpha on that offense. Yeah. But overall, ups and downs for that Jags team. Yeah, our, so I'll just to add on to that real quick. I'll, I'll just say our graphic designer Brandon was like, "Oh man, should have started Puka," and I was like, "Oh, did you like who did you who did you go with?" And he was like, "Oh, I went with T Higgins," and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, it's still a good week." And he was like, "Yeah, well, I should have started him over AJ Brown and somebody else." And it was like, I. <laughs> you can't I don't know if you can look at your lineup that way. It's just tough. I do it. I find myself doing it too. I'm like, ah, oh, if only I started. Oh, Nico Collins over Keenan Allen. Oh, man, yeah. I would have had a and Nico Collins over A.J. Brown. Gosh, I'm such a doofus. Like, no, of course, guys, like you, you can't you can't uh, live your fantasy life like this. <laughs> I mean, it, you, I know you, I still do. You probably still will. Don't beat yourself up about it, though. This stuff happens. It's fantasy football. You know, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. You'll be all right. We'll make it through. Christian Kirk. I think it's for real. I think it's just you. It's Tyler Lockett esque. That's how I feel. Boom bust. Yeah, it's for real. Yeah, he's a boom bust guy. James Cook. Oh baby, <sighs> James Cook. Nineteen point nine fantasy points. Seventeen carries. One hundred and twenty three yards. Four targets. Four catches. Twenty one opportunities for Mr. James Cook, and he was a freaking animal, dude. I am so excited about James Cook. So good to see him doing what I believed he could do. Don't want to overreact. I know it's only week two, but it's awesome to see him doing this. I will say one thing to point out just about James Cook. The Bills got down inside the five-yard line a couple times 
this week. James Cook is nowhere to be seen on the field. James Cook is not in those packages. It's a bummer. He might find his way into those packages at times. There might be certain plays inside the five-yard line that they scheme up that maybe a halfback, you know, like a wheel route or something like that that he's on there for. But James Cook, the touchdowns may not be there, but do not worry because even without any touchdowns, still 20-point week. Lock him in the lineup. He is there for you. Freaking hype, man. I love James Cook so much. I love you James Cook. We're doing our headlines in the offseason of James Cook being top 15 and was thinking about it and was like, you know what? Print that headline. It looks like for real. Yeah. And you said let's not overreact. But after week one, I pressed the panic button immediately on Najee Harris. And I ended up trading for James Cook and Elijah Moore. And I'm already feeling great. This is yeah. it. Without a touchdown, he gets 20 points. Sign yeah. me up. And yeah, 100%. This is the conservative offense we were talking about for Buffalo. Look what happens. Yeah. 17 carries, four catches. Josh Allen checking the ball down. Love it. Love to see it there. His teammate Gabe Davis had himself a good day too. 21.2 fantasy points, six catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. It feels Christian Kirky to me. It feels like if you've got Gabe Davis, you got him probably pretty late, so you may not have to just like ride with him, but it's going to be impossible to predict the week this the weeks that he is going to do this so yeah. if you're a Gabe Davis believer and you drafted him you got to roll him out go for it this is I don't I, I don't I, I don't want to call Fluker for real but I just think we can label him boom bust I think that is fair to say absolutely so he is a guy you that sign if you up got for him, you got to roll him out yeah 100 Drake London hey 18.7 fantasy points scores himself a touchdown seven targets after just one target last week I still think it's a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to take a lot fluke. for us to I'm believe that fluke. Drake London's it. Yeah, yeah. they're just – Bijan Robinson is the offense. And my goodness, John o. Smith had more catches than Kyle Pitts this week. So what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? This is ridiculous. Oh, Matt Collins man. was making highlight plays for this team. What are we doing here, Arthur Smith? Oh, all right, Rashad White, 21.3 fantasy points. 17 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Five catches on five targets. He gets some work in the passing game pretty solidly. Fluke for real, Wes, because I, 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 I want to hear what you have to say. I don't know where I stand on this, really. Well, it, it's sustainable. That stat line is sustainable. 17 carries. That is a clear starting running back for a yeah. what appears to be a solid team. They have... A receiving threat with Mike Evans, and let's not forget Chris Godwin is there, and the rookie Trey Palmer is making some big time plays as well. Baker Mayfield yep. looks like he's playing at a level that can help this team win. They're two and zero. We'll see what happens when they're playing more formidable, for, formidable opponents. Yeah. But let me throw in one last thing for context: we have a lot of running backs that are injured right now. So, yeah. yes, for for the sake of your team, Rashad White is for real. Don't yeah. trade him to someone that needs a running back like an Eckler owner or a Nick Chubb owner or a Saquon owner. Don't roll yeah. him. Don't let him go. Keep him. Don't try to get a great wide receiver in exchange. No, that's my take. It's for real. And don't let him go. Yeah, it's for real. He he is a starting running back in the NFL. Very clearly. 
on a competent offense. So he is worth having in your lineup. I agree. Rashad White is looking pretty good. Ty Lockett, baby. 25.9 fantasy points, two touchdowns. It's for real. Did we not say this? If you didn't catch it last <laughs> week, get that crap out of here. Ty Lockett's for real. Come on. <laughs> Come on, dude. CJ Stroud. Week two's leading passer, C.J. Stroud. What on Hilarious. earth? 25.46 fantasy points, 47 passes, 347 passes, 30 completions, 384 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, had a fumble. And they supported some pretty solid guys, too. What do we think? This Texans offense, Nico Collins, 27.6 fantasy points, gets in the end zone, has seven catches. Tank Dell. 20.2 fantasy points, 7 catches, 72 yards and a touchdown. My goodness. I mean, I, I don't mm. know if C.J. Stroud is for real, but uh, Nico Collins is for real. Nico Collins is for real in my book. I think this I, is two weeks in a row now where he is just – he had 11 yes. targets in week one. 20 yeah, targets I, so far in the first two weeks. Man. And Nico is picking up where he left off with Houston – Last year, the end of the season, he was looking like a legitimate playoff flex option. He's playing like a reliable wide receiver for this this rookie quarterback. Now, I'm going to push back on C.J. Stroud. No disrespect. I'm not going to say that he's not for real for fantasy, but I'm going to push back and say that it was a blowout. It was a blowout game. They were up big. It was like 30 to 10 at some point. And Anthony Richardson went out before halftime. So I'm going to push back and say that that super great 384-yard performance is because of a blowout. And I think in other situations, you'd see the ground game a little more involved. So I think that is the most points C.J. Stroud will score in a single game all year. But the wide receivers, those, yes, I'm buying in to Collins and Dell for real. Yeah. Yeah, for real. For real, for sure. Listen, George Pickens, 22.7 fantasy points, four catches, 10 targets, 127 yards and touchdown. Had maybe the highlight of the game last uh, last night there. And uh, I, while Deontay Johnson's out, maybe for real, 10 targets is pretty legit. Only four catches. One of them was like the 70-yard touchdown or whatever it was. So a lot of the production came on one play. But Browns are a, a solid opponent, and, uh, and and they weren't doing a whole lot there. But for Pickens to get 10 targets, it does seem like he is going to be the go-to here while Deontay Johnson is out. So Pickett, we'll look for Pickens. And if you drafted Pickens, you're feeling pretty good right now. He's going to be solid for at least another four weeks here while Deontay Johnson is out. I think it's for real with an asterisk until Deontay Johnson returns, and then we got to see. So that's what I'm feeling. I have nothing to add. You're spot on. Great. Nailed it. Boom. Double down. Nailed it. Raheem Mostert, (laughs) 25.7 fantasy points. We talked about it. The Dolphins ended up having to run the football in this game. Bill Belichick opened up the lanes for him because he was trying to stop this electric duo or trio. I'll add even Jalen Waddle in there. Raheem Mostert, 25.7, 18 carries, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. What I take away from this, I think this is for real because I think he – I just – I'm willing to say he's the dude. That's yep. that's what I think. He he's the dude. There's not Savon Ahmed was involved. He got hurt. Devon Achen got like two opportunities when Savon Ahmed got hurt. Mostert was the guy. He was the guy. I mean, listen, 
you don't get 18 carries and not be impactful for your team and have trust from your coach and stuff like that. So Raheem Mostert is a solid roll him out continually. We'll have to reevaluate when Jeff Wilson comes back, but that's what I'm 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 saying for real here on Raheem Mostert. And and you take away that 40 yard touchdown uh, that that's about 10 points off of his total. That's still 15 right. points without the 40 it's yard still touchdown. It's a 15 point game. Yeah. That's and and again this is with. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on that offense, and yeah. and, and Tua Tua is, I think, two hundred eighty-five yards away from having a thousand passing yards already on the season. If this yeah. is what Raheem Mostert can do with a passing offense like that, what a gr- what a great find in drafts because it felt confusing. We both thought that Devon Chain was going to be more involved. There's still, so much football left to go. This Mike McDaniel is wickedly creative for that offense, so we'll see what happens with A-Chain. But for now, keep rolling out Mostert, baby. It's working, and he's doing great. Yeah. Back-to-back weeks with a touchdown. Yeah, love it. Loving Mostert a lot here. A few Broncos to talk about. Russell Wilson, 31.9 fantasy points. Marvin Mims, 20.3 fantasy points. And Brandon Johnson, 20.6 fantasy points. Ready? Sing the song with me. One, two, one, two, three, four. Fluke, fluke, fluke. Fluke, there fluke, you go. fluke. That's the song. Fluke, 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 fluke. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole song. <laughs> fluke, fluke, fluke. All three of these guys are flukes. If, listen, if you've got somebody who's got Justin Fields and you can sell him or so you can sell him Russell Wilson, I don't know if you listen, guys. If you didn't watch the game and you were just looking at the fantasy score, Russell Wilson looked like garbage in this game. Russell Wilson looked <laughs> terrible. He looked so bad. He looked yeah. so bad. He had a 50-yard Hail Mary touchdown, and then like a, it was like a 70-yard just go-route touchdown to Marvin Mims. Like over half his yards came on two plays here, guys, and both in two of his touchdowns. He played, like take those two plays away. I know, it's, I know people are like, oh, yeah, of course, if you take the two best plays away, then he's going to do bad. No, listen, right. Russell Wilson was so bad. Two plays here. You take those away. He's having like a he's having like a ten point game or something like that. He had like hundred and fifty yards and a touchdown. Like that's it. Oh man, this Broncos offense. I really wanted Sean Payton to fix them, and it doesn't look like it's gonna happen through two weeks. I hope things turn around. I really do. I really like Russell Wilson, man. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a fantastic NFL player in the past. <laughs> But this Broncos offense mm. is not what we want it to be. Again. So, uh, yeah. Fluke, fluke, fluke. Move on. Fluke, if you can fluke, sell fluke. Russell Wilson, sell him. There you go. Sky Moore. Hey, hey. 16 hey, points. Yeah. Four targets, three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Fluke. That's a fluke. There yeah, you go. Baby. Travis Kelsey is the only the guy to focus on there. The limit there. Yeah, yeah, the sky's the limit, and suddenly we're flying at negative 40,000 feet. There you go. That's what's <laughs> going on here. Josh Reynolds, hey, 23.6 fantasy points. That's something to look at here. Five catches, two touchdowns. He scored a touchdown last week, too. I got it. I got it. Go for it, Wes. I mean, I I feel a certain way until something happens. Exactly. Until Jamison Williams is back, you can line up Josh Reynolds in your flex option or maybe wide receiver, too, if things are looking bad in matchups. But it's a name we noticed in the opening kickoff to this season against the Chiefs. Josh Reynolds looked pretty good. He's a good player, but 
these numbers will not be sustainable as soon as Jameson Williams is back because he's good. I don't think people know how good Jameson Williams is because he's missed the first half of both his seasons so far. But he's great. He's going to be part of that team. So enjoy Reynolds while you can. I strongly encourage you to tell him hi if you have him. Yeah. Strongly encourage you. Definitely. Definitely. Last couple here, a couple of Cardinals. 17.4 fantasy points for Marquise Brown and 27.2 for Josh Dobbs. <sighs> Fluke, I think this team is bad. I think this team is really bad. And Marquise Brown was yeah. encouraging. 10 targets is encouraging. I think maybe this is his ceiling. So... If you're a little worried, maybe sell if you can. But I, I'm not – I have Marquise Brown in a league. And I had to play him because I had Cam Akers. And I wasn't excited. And I was relieved at the outcome. So I'm I'm going to be actively looking to not have to keep Marquise Brown in my lineup. That's kind of where I'm at here. If you can sell him, sell. Yeah. That's how I feel, Wes. I don't know if you feel – Marquise Brown was a, a, like a – I think he was, he was I really close liked to being him. my guy. I don't know. We we both were so high on him, and then as like we got closer to the season, we were like, "Oh, not this Cardinals team is gonna good. suck. <laughs> this team is gonna be so yeah. bad." If there's ever anyone that will end up on the fluker for real segment in the good category, as we close out the good category, Marquise Brown will end up here again, but. Yeah. He will not be anything more than a flex option. The only starting Cardinal right now is going to be James Conner until further notice. Yeah, 100%. There you go. Last guy here, Daniel Jones. Man, what a game. That was pretty incredible to watch the Giants come back there. Listen, Daniel Jones, 34.7 fantasy points, 321 yards and two touchdowns. An interception, but outside a rushing touchdown as well. Guys, this all came, like, his interception. In the first half, he had, like, 60 yards passing and an interception. That was pretty much it. Like, he had a fantastic game in the second half of this game. Now, it was the Cardinals, not a great team to go up against, and the comeback was a very impressive. Very impressive comeback. I applaud you, New York Giants. I applaud you, Brian Dable. Thank you for getting Darren Waller involved a little bit. Would have loved to see him get in the end zone. <laughs> we'll work on that next week. Thursday night's coming. Fluke. That's all I got. Fluke. The, That's what I got to say. The only I mean, I just, thing that I like is the rushing stats without Saquon. Right. Yes. But, so the next three weeks are going to be very interesting to watch here. We could see Thursday yeah. night he comes out and does another 60 it, for a touchdown against the Niners because sure. he can't pass to anybody. So. The only reason, not the only, but the biggest reason you and I did not include Daniel Jones in our top 10 rankings, even though he was top 10 last year, is because Saquon is going to take away the rushing upside that Daniel Jones has. And Daniel Jones is not an amazing passer, but he literally took the game and did it all himself. Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately, I agree. I think it is a fluke, but yeah, we will talk about Daniel Jones in our Thursday yeah. Night must risky don't starts. Hmm. A hundred percent. And I do listen. I have been talking about Daniel Jones a lot as a poor player. 
I want to give him his credit. He had an unbelievable second half performance in this game. He made some great passes. He can he figured out who his deep threat target was with Jalen Hyatt. Like these guys, it was a very impressive second half for Daniel Jones. I just wonder if it's going to be sustainable. If it's going to keep up, it was the Cardinals. We saw him against a really good defense in Week One, and it was terrible. We're going to see him against a really good defense on Thursday night for Week Three. We will see what's going to happen then, and we will be talking more about him later on. So yep. it's going to be an interesting thing to watch here. Let's fly through the bad guys here real quick because it's never fun to talk about. But Jamar Chase, 8.1 no. fantasy points. Listen, we already said it. Fluke. He will find his way. Eight targets is still eight targets. The Ravens' defense was hurt, and they still played very good defense on Jamar Chase. So he was a focal point for them. I call Fluke. Something I sadly call for real on Najee Harris. 5.3 fantasy points. Is there a chance it's just two good defenses in a row? Is there a chance? Like, I hope there is, but also. No. <laughs> no. If Jalen like Warren oh. is walking away with, with twice as many points again. And it's and, so and Jalen Warren's getting like forty five percent snap count. This is for real, and I and I, I feel saw... relieved. I traded him away already. So sad. I saw a tweet that somebody so was like, sad. "Man, I've tried really hard to stay on the train for a long time, but Najee Harris is bad. Najee Harris. That was my concern. Can we get Ben Roethlisberger year. back? Right. That, well, that's what I was about to bring up is that was my concern last year was that, hey, Ben Roethlisberger was in such bad shape his final year of his career that Najee Harris was just hyper targeted. And it was Najee Harris or if Najee Harris wasn't available, it was Deontay Johnson. That was it. That was the offensive game plan in Ben Roethlisberger's final year. And man. All I can think about is if the Miami Dolphins drafted Najee Harris, he'd be having such a better fantasy career. That's all I can think about. I'm still salty. I'm still he salty looked, we didn't do it that time. Yeah, I was upset. He he looked slow in that in yeah. that end around. He cop he copied Jerome Ford's run that ended up going seventy yards. Right. Najee Harris tried to copy it and he looked like his feet were made of lead. Yeah. 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 I don't the, know what was, happened. Best play of the night, and it was like, oh, man, you don't look good, buddy. This is a little rough yeah. here. Najee Harris, this is for real, sadly. Josh Jacobs, 9.9 fantasy points, 9 carries. He had negative 2 rushing yards, so call it a win for yourself that he got 9.9 fantasy points. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the game script probably wasn't favoring him too much for them to be running the football this game. Devontae Adams also went out, so it wasn't like they were being very competitive offensively. Five catches on six targets for 51 yards is still the encouraging sign for me. I'm not really panicking on Josh Jacobs. He, It isn't exactly what we planned on, but Wes, actually, this isn't exactly what the consensus planned on, but Wes, this is what you and I planned on. We both did not have Josh Jacobs in our top perfect. 10. He was around 15 or 16 for me. I'm not sure exactly where he was for you. He was not a guy that I was like, yep, he's going to run it back here with 1,700 all-purpose, and he's going to just absolutely blow it out of the water. Like it, That was not the case in either of our eyes. I think he'll have better days, though. I think 9.9 fantasy points is – I'm not – I think he did something similar to this in week one. Maybe this is the floor. 
maybe this is the floor for Josh Jacobs is around 10 points. That's probably not what you're hoping for for a guy you drafted at the end of the second round. So you're probably disappointed, but I, I'm not. I'm going to say this probably for real because this is probably where he's going to land around in my eyes for most performances. And this was even without Jacoby Myers. They were missing two of their best Devontae Adams for part of the game and Jacoby Myers for the whole Mm -hmm. game. And he's still just nine, nine 9.9 fantasy points. So not great. And not what you want from Josh Jacobs, if you drafted him for sure. So, yeah, it's, it's just adding on to what you said. The reason we call this for real is because we both barely have him in our top 15, if at all, because we saw yeah. this happening. We, we predicted this was going to be the situation. So this stat line is a fluke, but these underwhelming performances for a second round player is for real. He's not it's going real. to be he's barely going to be. He's not top 10 for sure. Right. For no, 100 percent. 100 percent. Jalen Waddle, 12.4 fantasy points, had a fantastic catch down the sideline. This is a fluke. I mean, listen, I know you might be thinking, oh, man, two weeks in a row from Waddle not having a having a touchdown, not having a, a big, big game, a big 20-point game. Hold strong, all right? Take a deep breath. Relax. Mm-hmm. We saw Jalen Waddle had 12.4. Tyreek Hill only had 15, okay? So in retrospect, when we look at it, this – passing game for this Dolphins offense was not running because we the Dolphins were having to run the football. Bill Belichick was shutting down the pass a little bit. So relax. Jalen Waddle will be fine. He was probably accurately drafted, but you probably have higher expectations because of what he was able to do in a lot of games last year. He'll have those games. He'll have his 30-point games. Don't worry about it. It'll all Absolutely. be okay. He's, he's still 13th. Thirteenth most receiving yards in the NFL, so yeah, he has over 170 yards. <laughs> so yeah, he's fine. Yeah, guys. You're okay. Joshua Kelly, somebody we got to just talk about real quick. Three point nine fantasy points, thirteen carries, thirty nine yards. Not super efficient, but that's okay. The Titans' run defense is very good. What concerned me was the one target. Wes, you and I talked about it, and we said. He's not a huge PPR guy, but he's taking over for Eckler, so we'll probably hope that he sees that role. Nope. Those targets went to Keenan Allen. It's it's Joshua Kelly yeah. is still worth a flex play if Austin Eckler continues to be out, but when Eckler comes back, that standalone value we talked about, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I don't think that is I think I think his week 1 performance was more a product of the Miami Dolphins defense's first regular season action under Vic Fangio and getting their feet wet. And then because in week two, the Dolphins run defense was pretty solid. So Josh Kelly standalone value probably isn't there, but if he continues to be the guy, if Eckler continues to be out, he is still worth the flex play. I know 3.9 isn't super appetizing, but in my opinion, he is still worth being in, in rosters. Don't drop him for sure, especially with Eckler's injury status and with the other running backs that are injured. Don't drop him. Don't give don't give your opponent a chance to have a starting running back in this situation. Yeah, but it's disappointing to see the lack of PPR opportunity that that caught me by surprise. I thought there would be something there. He did not slide into the Eckler shoes in the way we thought he would. No, he didn't. And just off that real quick, we just we haven't talked about him yet. Chargers offense and Kellen Moore. I know you lost. Thank you for letting Justin Herbert throw the football down the field. 
sincerely yeah. fantasy managers everywhere. Because my goodness, like it was just in week one, we thought, is Joe Lombardi still calling plays? He is just throwing screen passes and five yard outs. What are we doing here? Got to throw the ball down the field. You know who's you know uh, which team Joe Lombardi is calling plays for now? The Broncos. Oh, let me think of a bad team. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there. Yeah, you nailed it. There you go. The Broncos. Joe Lombardi's like. How about that? Joe Lombardi's like. Yeah, I drove that hail mary perfectly, guys. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all good. Yeah, uh-uh. it's all good. Uh, listen, the new receiver to join the zero point rotation for the Jaguars, Zay Jones. Zero points, zero catches, six targets. <laughs> This whole team is boomer bust. Good luck. That's what I got to say. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. That's all I yeah. got. There you go. Even Tank Bigsby, zero points. My goodness. What are we doing here? Travis Etienne, 6.2 fantasy points. This is fluky. This is fluky. He will be fine. 6.2 is not anything to worry about. He had a fantastic week one. I believe that is closer to where he will finish weekly than 6.2 fantasy points. There wasn't competition for Tank Bigsby. It was just it was just not the day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't believe they scored a touchdown. I do not believe they scored a touchdown. I believe it was field goals the entire time. I could be wrong on that, but I, I'm, I'm no, you're fairly correct. certain that was how that went. Okay, there you go. Javante Williams, 7.8 fantasy points. I, I, I'm going to call fluke on this. It felt like a weird game. It wasn't like he was losing out to Samaje Pirine. I know he got a touchdown vultured by Jaleel McLaughlin, the rookie. I mean, I maybe if that goes Williams' way, it's it's. I'm worried. You know, I, I'm I'm worried in respect to what I know he can be. I'm not disappointed because of where we drafted him. I think that's where that's I'm at with point. this. Is that it's like he he we didn't have to spend a high pick on him, and he's a running back. For an NFL team that's getting 15 opportunities, I think he will be okay. I think this this is something that... Good point. Sean Payton is a running back whisperer, per se, and so, I don't know. Worth... We'll see what happens here. Romeo Dobbs, five points. Oh, for real? I guess? Like, I don't don't know what's going on here. This is just... I, I think... It's going to be a guess with this Packers offense every week, too. I mean, I thought he was going to have a great day with no Aaron Jones, with no Christian Watson. And they're going to Dontavion Wicks and Jaden, like, rookies. And it's like, well, all right. Yeah. And maybe AJ Terrell is a good corner, but it may not. Yeah, we may not be able to call out which Packers are going to do well outside of Until they all play together, at least. Right. Precisely. Oh, man. Hey, these guy, uh, this guy right here combined uh, put up 1.1. Fa- oh, no, sorry. That's two players. The New York Jets running backs here scored 1.1 collective fantasy points. Oh, boy. Okay. So it's the Cowboys. So we get it. But also not great. And Brees Hall is not happy about it. He took to social media. I'm not yeah. sure if you saw this. His postgame reports were like, they were talking about why the running game was struggling to get going. And he was like, well, I touched the ball four times. So that's why we struggled. And it was like, he's oh, not wrong. You know, call, your sh- <laughs> call your shot there, dude. Yeah, no, he's not wrong. Listen, it, he broke off an 85-yard run on, on like a dive, guys. Like it's You got to get him the football more. Dalvin, I think this is fluky. Dalvin Cook, this is his second straight week of not a great performance. 
I think Brees Hall is the one to own, which is exciting to say, but I think it's going to be tough goings for some of these Jets players, man. And it's it's so disappointing to see this have happened. But yeah, better days to come for Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook, obviously, it's hard to do worse than point two points, but I'm I'm not excited to be rolling out Dalvin Cook. Last couple guys here, I promise. Tyler Algier, four point eight points. 16 carries. Listen, he didn't get his two touchdowns. Had he gotten his two touchdowns, he's got like a 17-point day. I'm still I, – I think I'm still fine rolling him out. I uh, We said this is going to – the further down the road we get, the more B. John Robinson is going to take over. We saw that in full swing. B. John Robinson was awesome in week two. Yep. Tyler Algier, I think, is still, you can roll him out as a flex play. 16 carries for a backup running back is still something that is, I think, worth giving an opportunity to. But if we come back next week and it's like, yeah, Tyler Algier had 13 carries for 30 yards and that was it, it's going to be like, oh, well, all right, then, yeah, no, it's it's Bijan time completely and take Tyler Algier. Take Tyler Algier out of your lineup. It's shifting that way already. In week one, Bijan 63% snap count. Algier, 56% snap count. Week two, Bijan, 72%. Algier, 44%. It's already swinging that way. So in the next couple of weeks, if Algier's not getting in the end zone, then it'll be time to call this for real. But for now, we're willing to wait another week or two to see what what may happen with him. There's a lot of carries still. Yeah, 16 carries is still plenty here. Damian Pierce... 5.5 5.5 points. I'm calling fluke. It was a hard day on the ground for Damian Pierce. I read something that he, Damian Pierce had. I, I'm not even kidding you. This is real. Damian Pierce, 15 carries for 31 yards. Damian Pierce had 38 yards after contact in week two. He was getting eaten up in the backfield so much that he literally, he had more yards after contact than total rushing yards because he was getting grabbed at the five-yard line and getting back to five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he was getting back to the line of scrimmage. Like, it it was just absurd for this run game, and we saw that happen with the passing game. The passing game had a good fancy day. Run game did not. I'm going to call fluke here. Damian Pierce still is the guy. He's still the guy for an offense. Not a great one, but he's still the guy. That's, I mean, that's where I'm at on Damian Pierce. Wes, what do you think? I wasn't high on him going into the season, so I'm more inclined to say this is for real. But Mm -hmm. given that stat you just said makes me more hopeful that in circumstances based on the defense that he could pull out 15 points. But yeah. I, uh, it, it's it's still a rookie offense. I, it's just close. a rookie quarterback, but it's a rookie offense in my eyes because of that. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Last guy here, Kendrick Bourne, six point eight fantasy points. I'm gonna call for real on this. Devontae Parker was not playing last week. He was playing in week two, and he saw plenty of targets. And Hunter Henry is still the pass catcher to own in this offense. That's it for fluke or for real. Let's give you some hot waiver ads real quick and then do a little Thursday night football preview and we will send you on your way. I'm going to start out here. It's pretty simple. Waiver ad is Jerome Ford, the top waiver ad of the week, Jerome Ford. He needs to be the top waiver ad for you, especially if you're a Nick Chubb owner. There's a chance they call up Kareem Hunt 
and they bring him back. I'm guessing this relationship is pretty severed and that Kareem Hunt doesn't want to be like, okay, Gensy called back. Hey, dude, I'm going to see my ex-girlfriend. She called me again. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's what he's going to end up doing. I wish I knew for sure right now and could tell you. Definitely go spend your waiver priority or your fab on Kareem Hunt or Jerome Ford. My guess is Jerome Ford. He looked pretty good. I mean, the play right after Nick Chubb gets hurt, Jerome Ford catches a touchdown. He could have looked anywhere, and he and he found a guy who got himself open and made himself available for a touchdown. I think that adds a little trust from Deshaun Watson. Jerome Ford is my top waiver add. Not much to it. I just it, when a guy goes down like Nick Chubb, the guy next man up is got to be a guy that you want on your team. That's where I'm at. He he is legit though. This isn't just get he a starting running back. Man. 16 carries, 106 yards, and was an eyelash short of scoring on that 70-yard run, plus the receiving touchdown. I don't care. I'll say it. This dude is built for tough. Jerome Ford (laughs) is going to do very well for the Browns. And he's he's the obvious waiver wire ad. I'm thankful I'm the number one waiver wire uh, priority in one of my leagues because I just getting forward. There you go. Ready to roll. Yeah, I think last thing I'll say here is that this isn't just a random guy that popped up. This this guy was getting – Jerome Ford was getting buzz in camp. He was being talked about as, hey, this offense has utilized two running backs. He seems to be stepping into the Kareem Hunt role. It's not like he's a random guy. It's not like he's just like, oh, this guy was – I guess getting a couple carries a game and now he's going to slide in. Now Jerome Ford had been talked about a lot by the, by the bit, uh, sorry, not the Bengals, by the Browns beat writers. He is a guy that I think they trust. And if I, I, I really am, it's, it's a guess right now, but my best guess is that Jerome Ford is going to be who they are riding with for the rest of the season. So if we hear anything else, we will let you guys know immediately, but Jerome Ford should be your top waiver ad in my opinion. And he was there with the Browns. I mean, he's filled in for Nick yeah. Chubb and Kareem Hunt in previous yeah. years. So he, he knows this offense. And that was a little different with Deshaun Watson, but he's, it's not just get the next guy up, as, we, as we're saying already. He's good. 100%. He's very good. Yeah. Wes, hit me with a waiver ad in your eyes, who's the top guy. We might have talked about him a little bit already. Let me know who it is. We did, and obviously the number one waiver wire ad is Jerome Ford. But if you can't get him and you want to put in your second claim, I'm going to say that Tank Dell is the waiver wire ad after Jerome Ford. 20 points is no joke, my friends. What he did as a rookie-to-rookie connection, something I like about that there, but 10 targets is really good. 72 yards off of seven catches. What I like about that, something that is is worth noting that George Pickens did last night was it was a lot of yards off of just a, a, a short amount of catches, a few amount of catches. Four catches, 127 yards for George Pickens, 121 yards. Okay, that's fine. I, I like what may happen there with Pickens. But Tank Dell, seven catches, 72 yards, that is sustainable. That is someone that is targeted and used and fulfills the promises of the receptions as well. Plus, he gets into the end zone. When you do that, I know Nico Collins is there and will do well, and we both think Nico Collins is for real. 
But Nico Collins was drafted because people wanted to just try to take a shot on the wide receiver one. Tank Dell is good. Tank Dell is part of that team. In fact, Tank Dell had a 79% snap count, where Nico Collins had a 62% snap count. So he's on the field a whole lot. The only other wide receiver that's seen more action on the field is Robert Woods, who, okay, <laughs> it's Tank Dell. I, I, I like him. I, I hope if you were able to snag both of them, that'll be great news for you. Obviously, you go for Jerome Ford, but use Tank Dell as your second option for waiver wires. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. And he was a guy that coming into Monday Night Football, we were actually going to do a fourth and troll double down on the waiver wire. We both were in so much on Tank Dell and not so much on anybody else that it was just like, boom, Tank Dell's got to be the guy. And then obviously we got to talk about Jerome Ford because Nick Chubb goes down. A couple other guys real quick just because we need to mention them. If, if you can't get either of these guys, if you want to put in an extra priority waiver, whatever. If Kyron Williams is out there, put in a waiver priority. If for some reason Puka Nakua is out there, my goodness, <laughs> you are playing with erasers for league mates. And also, <laughs> go get him on your waiver wire if he is for some reason there. Those are the two guys that I got to. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. If there's anybody else that was like obvious. Josh and Reynolds Rita, I guess for the next maybe. couple of Josh weeks. Josh Reynolds, maybe. Yeah. Let's move on here. My goodness. <laughs> I, that was kind of mean. Sorry, guys. If you're, if I you're, love if you're that listening sick and, burn. And, and, and Puka Nakua is out there, you're not an eraser. <laughs> you va- I value you and you matter very much. Okay. <laughs> Thursday night football preview is a special one because Wes. I'm sure let them know from the start. This is an entire Thursday night football preview double down for fourth and troll fantasy. Listen, we yes, are sir. in sync on these guys. We are in agreement on these guys of who is your must start, a risky start, and don't start. I'm going to start out must start. It's got to be Darren Waller. Listen, the Giants saw what you can do when you give your one of your best players opportunities and targets and he gets catches for your football team. Darren Waller had eight targets. Five of them came in the second half, and shocker, that is when they ended up having that comeback. Darren Waller is going to be involved from here on out. He should be trusted. He should be a lineup lock. He is a must-start. Don't think that this was fluky because of week one. He is a must-start. Keep him in the lineup. He is there for you to be a solid tight end every single week. He's the must-start for 4th and Troll Fantasy for Thursday Night Football Week 3. And he's the best playmaker on that field now. Yeah. I mean, Saquon you got no Barkley Saquon. Gone, it's like, oh, he's, yeah, there you go. He's going to see as many targets as possible, and especially if you're in a PPR league, which we assume most of you are because that's the most common and popular format, PPR volume for Darren Waller is looking good. I know it's the 49ers defense, but the ball's got to go to somebody. And I know, say what you will, is the Niners defense better than the Cowboys defense? Doesn't feel like it, but it's the second best defense it feels like. And that's my segue into our risky start, actually, because our double down for the risky start is Daniel Jones. He had a heck of a game in that second half against the Cardinals. He looked good. He looked like what we saw last season as someone that can actually lead a team to victory, can get you fantasy points, and can do it in both ways. I think it's risky 
for obvious reasons, but there is a chance to start him because you see no Saquon. He's going to use his legs more. He's going to find a way to get into the end zone on the ground maybe once. Maybe he throws once as well into the end zone. Maybe he hits Darren Waller, hopefully. We believe that can happen, but obviously you're going against such a strong defense. It's such... I, I know the 34 points looks appealing. You may be worried about Burrow or Lawrence or, you know, you might be scared of some of these other quarterbacks. It's still a risk. It's still a risk. It's still the Niners. It's still Daniel Jones. And no offense to him, but you got to have an elite quarterback going against the Niners if you want to get 25-plus points. And I don't think he's going to get that. I really don't. So he's our risky star. Fourth and troll, double down. There you go, baby. Like you said, Wes... Maybe a touchdown on the ground. Maybe a touchdown in the air. <sighs> Mark my words. Daniel Jones connects with Darren Waller. Finds him in the end zone. Not once, but twice on Thursday night. Darren Waller, oh my. two receiving touchdowns on Thursday night against the 49ers. Mark my words. And you know why I'm going to say mind. that? And you know why I'm saying that? Because Matt Breida ain't doing jack for this run game <laughs> for the Giants on Thursday night. It's not going to be a situation where, oh, Kyron Williams, he is getting 10 targets. Matt Breida, he's getting 10 targets. He's getting the end zone with a pass and a run. Nope. Matt Breida, don't start. Don't get cute. I know if you, you're feeling like maybe you have to because you're a Saquon manager. Maybe you had him handcuffed already. I don't know why you do that, but whatever. I got a hot take for you. I don't think Matt Breida leads the team in rushing yards on Thursday night. I think it's either going to be Daniel Jones or, listen, maybe it's fifth-round rookie Eric Gray. Who knows if he's going to get fired up. Matt Breida, don't start. Fourth and troll double down. Don't get cute, all right? Yeah, notice how (laughs) neither of us said Matt Breida was a waiver wire ad. It's because this is three weeks tops. And and it's not a good schedule for them the next three weeks. And yeah. Matt Breda is not someone that is going to fill in for the Saquon Barkley role. So, right. Um, but le- I-, I will manifest it with you. I really hope Darren Waller gets two tutties, two tutty the oh, trolls he is. He is. on Thursday night because 100%. we believe it. We 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 see what Darren Waller can be. We've heard what he was like in camp. Now or never, baby. Come on, Darren. Let's go, baby. We got it. Let's end it out. Let's close it out with that. What a way to end it. Listen, thank you guys so much for hanging around for the episode. Let us know. Are you panicking on the Bengals? Are you in on uh, my man Puka Nakua? Hmm. Are you in or out? Listen, 20 targets in week two. My, I still can't get over it. Pukunaku is that dude. Let us know in the comments. Follow us on all our social medias. Make Tutty the Troll smile by leaving a like, a comment, subscribe, ring that bell. Be sure to check us out next. Oh, wait. We might be taking a little break here, Wes. I forgot. This might be. I We totally forgot to let them know. I think we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to be taking a little. Listen, we got, we, we got some stuff going on here. Live little little addition to the show here. We have some stuff, <laughs> some stuff going on. So make sure you are following us on our social media. We will be communicating with you guys that way. We got a we we got a couple things going on. I'm gonna be out of town. Wes got some stuff happening. 
We're going to take a small little break, I promise. But we will be back with you for a week three recap on uh, sometime next week. I believe it'll be Wednesday. Not the usual Tuesday release, but Wednesday. It'll be a great time. We're excited. Follow us on all our social medias to make sure you are in tune with everything. DM us, comment, ask us any start sick questions. We will let you know who our studs and duds are going to be for week three through our social media. So make sure you are following us there. We will talk to you next time. We love you. Thank you, trollers. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Fourth and Troll Fantasy is a production of FQ Media and Selby Artistic Workshop. Yeah.